Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. On a game night where the Edmonton Oilers take on the Arizona Coyotes, Oilers come in with a record of 10-4-1. Arizona is 8-4-1. The second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and supply. Uh, In this hour, we'll hear... From Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft in 23 seconds time, as well as regular Monday contributor NHL insider John Shannon. Guests on the show receive certificates too. Japanese Village steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. So we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. Hi, Jay. How are you? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you doing? Thanks uh, for having me on. Well, thank you for doing the show. Uh, Oilers are 10-4-1 coming off a couple of wins, and Bakersfield got a couple big wins on the weekend, so we're doing pretty good, uh, Jay. I, the Edmonton teams right now are 29-6-4 between the Oilers, the Oil Kings, and the U of A, so I'm at a happy place. You know what I'm saying? That's good. That's always good. Winning fun, isn't it? It's a lot better than the alternative. You know what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely you know it's a ton of hard work and uh but when you see the fruits of your labor paying off with results i think uh nothing's more fun uh to be a part of than a than a team um that's starting to get on a roll and figure figure things out and all the teams that you mentioned appear to be doing that and I think it's uh, it's great news for the city. All right, so let's focus on your team because uh, you lost Shane Sturette, who was so good for you last season, and you needed him to be good because Al Montoya wasn't able to finish the year. I, is, by the way, is, is Al done playing hockey? Uh, I believe so. I, I believe so. I haven't checked in with him in a, in a little while, but I don't think he's playing this year. Okay. So Sturette was uh, a huge surprise last year, certainly accelerated the process in his career development and was expected to be your number one goalie. He has been out. 
and you needed somebody to stick up, uh, you know, step up for you. 68 saves on 71 shots this weekend. Uh, for Stuart Skinner at the Southside Athletic Club. I saw him play during the lockout year in 12-13, a bunch. Tyler Benson was on that team. Quenville was on that team. And uh, obviously it starts in goal, doesn't it, Jay? Uh, I think so. And, you know, for us, um, uh, through the first seven games or so of the year, we weren't giving up a lot of a lot of uh, shots, but we weren't finding the results that we wanted to have. We ended up... Um, not winning some games and and for Stewart to come in and show that he can play in a back-to-back situation against a very tough team in their building and come away with two wins I think that bodes very well for him going forward it's a confidence builder for him to be able to stack a couple games together and let's not forget I mean like when you when you're thinking of that position there is a mental toughness element that goes alongside it and this weekend, Stewart went against a goaltender who statistically was at the top of the American Hockey League and who had come in and basically stolen two, team, two wins for his, his team in our building. So Stewart was going against this goaltender across from him who's been on a heater since the start of the year, and he found a way to get an overtime win under pressure-filled circumstances and then to follow it up in the second game with a near shutout. Uh, I think, it, like I said, I think it bodes well for him going forward. Well, the goal you're talking about is Cal Peterson, and we saw Cal last year when Quick went out and with the L.A. Kings organization, and, and frankly, uh, you know, your, your old friend Tom McClellan's coach in L.A., and I'm sure he's watching Cal Peterson too because he needs a stop. His team's leading the league in shots for, but uh, Quick's had a real tough go here so far in the year, and I wonder at what point uh, Cal ends up uh, in the National Hockey League. I mean, the thing to remember with Stuart Skinner, Jay, he's only 22. Like, it usually takes goaltenders till they're 25, 26, 27 before they really establish themselves. So this is a good early sign in his career that he had that that sort of, um, you know, mental stick to to get through maybe some challenging times in past weeks. I, I think so. You know, um, we've, we have been preaching since our staff took over last year that we believe the position of goaltender is a real strength uh, for us and for the organization as a whole, our staff has complete confidence in the three goalies um, that that we have to choose to to put in the games. That's Shane when he's healthy, obviously Stewart, and and also you gotta you gotta include Dylan Wells in that. And we're practicing what we're preaching. We we felt good enough to uh, give all those goaltenders. Um, playoff minutes at the most important time of the year last year. What we're looking for as a staff is for someone to seize that net, to not give it up, to continue to stack one good performance on top of another. And I think when you have that type of internal competition for those minutes and those starts, I think the organization benefits as a whole. I was talking to uh, an old friend, Steve, from Kingston about uh, the Oilers' prospects on uh, on defense moving forward in the organization. There was a play that Caleb Jones, and of course Ethan Bear has been wonderful, as you know, Jay, up here in Edmonton, nine of the last ten games, 20-plus minutes. But there was a play Caleb Jones made. They did a dump in back behind your goal. He beat three guys out before the blue line. Like, it was just unbelievable. And... 
so much focus on Evan Bouchard and, and you know, Connor Yamamoto. We'll get to those guys, but we shouldn't be sleeping on Caleb Jones, should we be? No, I don't think so. I, and I know the exact play you were talking about. I was talking with Dave Manson about it this morning, and we went over that clip. That was something we'd asked our defense to do in that game, not necessarily be three, four checkers, although it was a great play, but was to use their legs to evade the four check. And Ontario, to their credit, is a very strong four checking team. They do a lot of things similarly to what we're trying to accomplish. But that play you're talking about, Caleb was able to beat three players. He skated it from the goal line all the way to the the, the opposition's blue line. And when he got there, not only did he uh, evade those four checkers, but he made a great play at the blue line too. He kicked it out. He drove the middle. We had three prime scoring chances all off of that play. I think Caleb's in a very good spot. I think with William Lagason coming down and, and getting into some games, that's that led to some balance on our back end. It meant that Caleb didn't have to do everything by himself or feel like that. He, he was able to share some of the minute load um, with with William. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I think it, it was our most complete game of the season on Saturday night. And that's a credit to guys like Caleb, the decor as a whole, and uh, obviously the forwards did his nice job today. Well, people need to remember, Caleb Jones is still only 22. He was a fourth-round pick in 2015. Jay, the Oilers got Ethan Bear in the fifth round, and we just saw John Marino uh, with Pittsburgh in the sixth round. So they made some picks count in that draft year at four, five, and six. Uh, I believe that Caleb Jones is going to play in the NHL. But you, I do, too. All right. And that's too. what I wanted to ask him, like, ask you. I mean, you've coached in the league. Uh, you've coached in the A you now. Is, is this a guy that's tracking to be an NHL defenseman? I believe so. I, I think... Uh... Uh, his his skill is obvious to the eye when you're just watching a game. He has an athleticism about him, a skating ability about him that not everybody has. So that, that jumps off the page. What I like about Caleb is that he truly does care. He is a professional. He talks hockey, thinks hockey, he's working at his game. Does he make mistakes? He makes mistakes, but his mistakes are ones of commission, not omission. They're mistakes of wanting to be a difference maker uh, at times, and that's things that we're working on him with. That's why he's in the American League, is to figure out uh, those types of things, and he's working at it earnestly. He's got a great attitude about him, and, um, you know, I think he continues to get better on a daily basis. All right, Evan Bouchard scored another goal. He's up to three, four, and seven so far in 11 games. Uh, you got to be able to move the puck. We're seeing with Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear, you know, he gets the puck, and he's already thought where he's going to move it. And uh, and part of what uh, Evan can do is, you know, he obviously needs some time in pro hockey, but he can really process it, can he? Yeah, he, he's an elite thinker. He passes well. He's somebody that is um, a threat at the offensive blue line, both five-on-five five and on the power play. He's, um, you know, he's figuring some stuff out. We're asking him to do a lot as well, especially when Lagason wasn't with us. And he's figuring that out, and he's figuring out how hard the American League is and uh, when you're playing three games and four nights and how to manage your energy reservoir, how to be an effective player when you might not have your A stuff. Um, these are all valuable lessons that he's learning at this level. And not only is he learning those lessons, but he's finding a way to be 
uh, a real contributor, and, and not just offensively, a real team contributor. We're thankful he's on our team. Have you seen him play the game at a different pace? Yes, I think he's playing faster. And what what I think helped him, obviously he had a wonderful year last year. He made the NHL team out of camp. He got some experience in the best league in the world. He went back to a London team that was a contender. He played for the World Junior team. But what I really think helped him was to see the intensity of an American League playoff run, to go against another uh, couple organizations, best players playing their best hockey at the most important time of the year. I think that set him up for uh, to move him along in his learning curve of what to expect this season. And um, I, he came in in elite shape. He continues to work at that part of his game. We've talked a lot with him about defending with urgency, about the importance of box outs and physical relationships to the opponent close to our net. We've talked to him about uh, getting back to pucks as quick as he can and using his time with it. And like I said, he's, a, he's an impressive person to be around because he's like a sponge, and he truly works out his game. Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft. So you played Ontario twice, and it got really chippy as you guys built up. I mean, that was your your first kind of runaway and hide game all season long. I would have thought the games against Stockton might have been chippy. They've got some guys like Lomborg that run around a bit. But it got a little bit nasty, and one of the guys that got involved for you guys was Tyler Benson, who scored not just the two goals, but was involved in a couple incidents. Just your thought on, on maybe where he's been at as a player for you, and if you're seeing some signs uh, from him as well. Well, this is what I would say. He... If you were to ask Tyler about his game, I think he would talk uh, that it hasn't exactly gone the way he would have scripted it uh, through the first 10, 11 games of the season. Yet, if you look at the performance in Ontario where he was physical and he found a way to hit the back of the net uh, twice with important goals for him personally and for the team as well, uh, and you look at where he is, sits on our team scoring list he's having a pretty good he's having a pretty good year so while he would want more and he'd want more conversions of his opportunities i think he's in a good spot i think he's this is the value of the american league he's learning to figure those things out he's learning to um create a foundation so that when eventually he gets to the highest league, he's got something to draw on when he does see a little bit of adversity or when he does struggle. And for me, I think that's invaluable. He's going through the process of that. We're seeing really good signs. He's in a lot of chances for, and it was nice to see him convert on Saturday night. Yeah, a couple goals for Benson. He's now up to uh, nine points on the season. He actually uh, leads your team in scoring. Kyler Yamamoto, we've talked about him a lot. Uh, you know, Jay, it's funny. I put a tweet out and said, look, if the Oilers continue not to get any secondary scoring, at some point, Ken Holland may have to deviate away from the over-ripened philosophy with prospects. And Kyler, of course, made the team out of training camp each of the last two years uh, to the NHL level. You were a part of that uh, staff. 
he was injured this year, never really got that chance. He's had, I've probably watched about half your games so far, Jay. So yep. I think I've seen about five and a half games, okay? And yep. maybe it's just me, but in four of those games, I thought he was your best forward. Uh, he drew a couple calls the other night. He didn't get the offensive results. But just, uh, you know, each week I got to ask you about this kid and kind of how he's progressing. Well, it's funny. He, him and I uh, just had one of those moments where you run into someone at the coffee maker. And we were chatting and he said, hey, what do you think? Uh, you know, what can I do, uh, you know, to help the team more? And we were sitting there talking and I said, for me, you know, this year the approach that he's taken uh, has been phenomenal. It's the right way of going ab- about things. He's coming with a competitiveness, a seriousness about him uh, to the rink every every day. I see him uh, when we're playing other teams, other teams' best players are targeting him. I think uh, other teams' physical players are targeting him. He's getting tested physically every single day. And for me, the great sign about him is he hasn't, taken a back step yet he he just keeps coming i see him fighting for inside position his physicality comes from uh getting the pucks first on the forecheck getting underneath people's sticks getting inside their equipment fighting to go to the net hard i've seen him run over goaltenders or get pushed in and knocking nets off and those are all great signs that shows that he's involved that he is uh, working his way to trying to produce offense in the hardest uh, areas of the rink. And for me, I think that bodes well for him going forward. He's, he's working at converting on uh, a more consistent basis, but he's finding himself in those areas. Like you said, he draws penalties. I think he's an elite penalty killer and will be at the NHL level. And, uh, you know, he's, like I said, he's continuing to work at his offensive side of the game. He plays important minutes in every situation. He's real important for us. All right. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's interesting. You seem, because I, I think he can be for sure. I'm not saying he's going to be a top six guy, but I think he can be a middle six winger. And the fact that you think he's an excellent penalty killer, I think that's a different dimension than most fans have for Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, Jay, uh, just uh, I noticed that Gambardella, not in action this weekend. Uh, Sturette remains out. Any update on either of those two guys? They're a big part of your team. Yeah, I think uh, Sturett is probably uh, a couple weeks from actually seeing game action, but he's taken a little bit of step of a step in his therapy. Gambardella is a little bit closer. Obviously, he's our up front. He's our work ethic catalyst. He's our engine up there. So not having those guys in the lineup has affected us. Uh, but I was real proud of the every every line uh, in Ontario. They all found a way to contribute. And when Joe does get healthy, and hopefully it's you know this weekend or next weekend. Um, you know, we think he'll really complement what we got going on here over the last little bit. And uh, you got a couple home games this week coming up? A couple home games, which is nice. We don't have that many in the month of November, so we're going to have to make them count. And for us, um, we've been very happy with our effort and attention to detail uh, and full 60-minute contest on the road. We think an area for us that we can get better is our home record 
and we'll be making sure that our players are well aware of that heading into this weekend. Jay, as always, we appreciate your time. All right, take care. Bet that's Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. It's 123 in Edmonton. Make sure you go down and see my Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich, the staff at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Get a no charge winter performance package on most cars, trucks, and SUVs, plus 0% financing on Ford F 150s and select SUVs. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner. For customer satisfaction, call 1-877-477. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. We'll take a time out. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 127 in Edmonton. The Oilers Injury Report now brought to you by James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. I was talking to Trent Brown the other day. Former CFL All-Star Safety Great Cup champion with the Edmonton Eskimos. We're going to have some interesting things for you coming up as the season progresses through James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. With our injury wrapper on the league, here's Brendan Escott. Well, I mentioned it earlier in NHL today, but Habs forward Jesperi Kokaniemi out with a groin injury. No timetable there to return, so they have recalled Ryan Paling from Laval in his place. The Leafs get defenseman Jake Muzzin back after a Charlie Horse kept him out of Saturday's game against Philly. Sends forward Scott Sabrin out indefinitely. He's got a broken nose, but was stretchered off the ice over the weekend in an ugly scene. And former first-rounder Logan Brown is day-to-day after leaving that game with an upper body injury. Former Oiler now in Winnipeg, Mark Letestu diagnosed with myocarditis, a heart virus that will sideline him for at least six months. The Coyotes, Brad Richardson on the IR with an upper body injury. He's out indefinitely in the Oilers. Still without Josh Archibald. He's got a broken foot and Joe Kim Nygaard uh, recovering from rib injuries. Riley Sheehan day-to-day with an upper body injury, Bob. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens here with Edmonton. That was, uh, I can tell you, Brendan, we were flying back with the team uh, Saturday uh, afternoon slash evening from Pittsburgh and saw the uh, the incident with Scott Sabrin. And the problem for Sabrin there is that David or, uh, David Backus saw him coming, and David Backus is built like a proverbial, you know what, a brick, uh, and he just bounced off, and that was ugly. Reminded me of the time that Kevin Stevens, uh, was it Rich Pilon he ran into? And then knocked himself out, went face first into the ice, and his face blew up. Uh, Sabrin lucky that, that that could have been scary stuff. One uh, twenty-nine in Edmonton coming up. Our headliner today for touchback safety, John Shannon, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.